right broadcast thank you for joining us this friday it is an awesome day today y'all i i thought that springtime had come i don't know if i've told you guys this theory yet i thought it many times this week i don't think spring exists here in north carolina i think that winter for sure exists and summer exists but I don't think springtime does. I think that winter and summer just kind of have a fist fight all through the months of March and April. And then in May, summer finally just knocks out winter and wins because it's cold today. It was it was chilly this morning. So hence, hence the moose hoodie I have on. <laughs> but thank you for hopping on. Thank you for being here. Make sure that you share the broadcast as you hop on and comment who you are, where you're watching from. We would love to have you just say hi so that we can say hi back to you. And sharing is awesome. Um, so make sure that you do that. I want to be able to say hi to the people that are on right now. And let's see who's watching. Marky Eleanor is watching. She's watching both on her phone and in the sound booth right now. She's double watching. She's double receiving the anointing today. Uh, Natalie Shaver is on. I see Buddy Crabtree and Chelsea Troublefield, J -J -J Julie Buck, Mark Presley is watching, Brittany. Y'all, I have been talking to Brittany all morning about worship and how God moves through worship. I, I love me some Brittany Presley. She's great. And Brian Nicole Wright is watching. I don't know which one it is. I don't see a heart yet. Um, Holly says, hello. Charlotte, oh, I see a heart now. Charlotte says, hello from Dallas, Texas. And Pastor Nicole says that she likes my shirt. It's cute. I love you. <laughs> Serena's watching. <gasps> Serena, I love you. Lisa Honeycutt. I hung out with Lisa last night, and I love, I love Lisa. She's great. Marky wants to know if we can have a contest of who can get on the fastest. Look, Marky, it's 
is like in awe of those of you who are on right at noon whenever we start. Like she, Johnny Shaver typically wins. So I think this is Marky's way of seeing if anybody can actually just beat, um, can beat Johnny. So if you would like to challenge Johnny Shaver to a hop on duel, just like Julie's challenged him to a cookie um, baking contest, feel free. But it's time for today's memes. So we have a few that are in store for you today and so we're gonna go ahead and put those up right right now <gasps> it went <laughs> this one makes me laugh let's not forget that Rapunzel was quarantined and met her future husband so let's think positively here <laughs> it's true <laughs> okay so this is a meme from George. This is a George meme. This is my husband's humor wrapped up in a little picture. <laughs> um, cargo space? Car no do that. Cargo road. <laughs> that is George Nauer. <laughs> Marky gets very tickled with George's humor. <laughs> Triscuits are what I imagine the inside of a scarecrow tastes like. <laughs> We have, if you haven't noticed, we are slowly branching away from the corona memes, and we're just doing straight-up memes now, so. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> this one comes to us from Pastor Nicole. No, you haven't gained that much weight during quarantine. Come on, chin up. No, the, the other one. <laughs> oh, Pastor Nicole. <laughs> if we all stay inside a bit longer, then maybe we can starve mosquitoes to extinction. If there was ever a cause to unite all the humanity, then this is it. Y'all, that is true. <laughs> if this is how we can make mosquitoes die, then I am, well, no. I'm not all for home, but I would be more for being at home either way. But those are our daily memes. Make sure that you are saying who you are, saying hello, telling us where you're watching from so that we can say hello back to you. And who have I missed? Serena said hello. Natalie is phrasing after her pastor, and she says, hi, sharing is caring. Pastor Nicole says, it's moving month, Serena. I had a look. I posted on Serena's wall on Facebook yesterday that it was, it was the final countdown, basically. Like, we're at 14 days, two weeks until the crab trees are here. Pastor Nicole says that Julie's pumpkin chocolate chip cookies were so yummy. They were. Johnny, okay, so here, here's where Johnny may have the advantage, at least in my own personal opinion, because Johnny found a keto pumpkin chocolate chip cookie recipe because he knows that I've been trying to eat keto. So not only can I eat them, I can, I can eat them and know <laughs> that I could eat more of them. <laughs> Whereas Julie's, I could only have the one. So let's see. Uh, Pastor Nicole laughed at George and George is on. George, I shared your meme from a few weeks ago. Car no do that. Car, car go road. <laughs> Well, it's good to have y'all today. It's exciting to be here. And look, I, Pastor, last, this week, I think this week, talked about how, you know, 
gray colors, muted colors blend in with the background. Would you like to see a contrast of, of what he's talking about? So this is the one that blends in. My shirt right now does not stand out. However, let's, let's cut to pastor very quickly. bright. <laughs> I like this shirt. I just I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I knew on camera it would be a very dramatic change from me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Here's Pastor everybody. <laughs> His uh on Truth Talk the other day, he hopped on and he has shoes that match that same color as well. So Pastor But you I don't have that it. today. You don't? No. I was surprised. But the bottom of your shoes match the match your oh, shirt, kind of. <laughs> this is very difficult. I'm impressed with Ugh. that flexibility right there, and that you didn't knock over your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Tucker Bowers is on, and Julie says, "Johnny, that was a brilliant move. Keto cookies. <laughs> it's it was smart." Pastor Nicole says, "That's my handsome highlighted husband, ladies and gents." Highlighted. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need for Nicole. Arabella says, Pastor, I love that yellow shirt, so take that. I like this shirt. <laughs> I'm not complaining about the shirt. No, no, I wasn't <laughs> saying you are. I was just saying, take that to whoever needs to take it. Take it. I just appreciate whenever you wear it, because it's almost always on days where I'm, I'm in gray or brown <laughs> or black. So it's the big contrast. <laughs> Very much What so. I need is, I need to give my wife some some correction here, all right, it was publicly, I'm, I'm going to publicly, there's probably a Bible verse for doing this, and probably somebody else could give me a Bible verse for not doing this, all right, you ready? Public correction of my wife, dear wife, <laughs> I feel Mama. so uncomfortable right now, <laughs> I knew you would, that's why I'm doing it oh, this I way, oh, I feel so uncomfortable, <laughs> she's probably going right now too, she's probably going, uh, what is he going to say? Dear wife, comma, <laughs> sincerely, <laughs> um, when you sign, because we have a Facebook account that is joint, and it also is a Facebook account that is joint in our page, don't just sign a Purple Heart, because everybody who knows you knows that that's you. But we have people that don't know us. <laughs> and when it signs a Purple Heart, it looks like, why is Brian sending messages to other people with purple hearts please continue to put the dash in i noticed that you've gotten into your shorthand of just the purple heart please change that thank you very much i'm watching these i'm like <laughs> oh she goes oh yay public correction purple heart marky's is the best my heart sped up a little and it's not even me <laughs> i understand <laughs> I've been watching that the last couple of days. I'm like, so like right here, ooh, Johnny, we must sample those. You need more than one taste tester for a legit <laughs> review rating. Smiley face, purple heart. I didn't write that. For all the people out there that don't know that we have the same account, dash in or dash Nicole, and then you can add a purple heart, please. <laughs> I'm watching all of these. She goes, oh, yeah, public creation. I know she loved me opening it up like that, <laughs> which is why I did it, because I enjoy it, too. All the, the, the two of us in the room right now, 
it was there were so many emotions going on of the oxygen was on. sucked out of the room <laughs> when I said that just like the anointing can be thick that was the opposite of that like it was <laughs> <whoop>. <laughs> very quick to listen and learn <laughs> so funny <laughs> all right here we go laugh out my wife Laugh out loud. <laughs> Dear Facebook world and friends, I love you. My husband is a manly man. He will not sign with a purple heart because, well, manly man. You know, signed affectionately, purple heart, Nicole, comma, not Brian. <laughs> I want that to be how you sign all of them. Nicole, not Brian. <laughs> that would be awesome. Just copy and paste it. Have it at the ready. Nicole, I hope you're comma, having a good day. Not Brian. Nicole, not Brian. <laughs> Praying for you, Nicole, not Brian. <laughs> she said, I don't mind the public correction, partially because I know Barrett will get wiggly, it, even Accurate. if it's not her. Laugh Accurate. out loud, signed affectionately, dash, purple heart, Nicole, comma, not Brian. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. <laughs> Nicole, not Brian. Oh, man. So I also funny. feel weird saying Brian as many times as I have in the last two minutes, so <laughs> I need to I need to stop. <laughs> oh man! Oh my goodness gracious! How's your morning been? I haven't seen you yet today. It's been good. I had to get some work done on uh, a website that I helped somebody with, and so I got that done. Yay! Awesome. Project completed. Uh, gave out some gave out some counsel to uh, a couple of different folks and uh, meditated on the word, prayed. It's been a good morning. Amen. I was at Life Group last night and I was talking to Lisa who is on right now. And Lisa was saying that uh, you were able to talk with Mr. Phil yesterday on the phone. She's like, yeah, you talked to him for a while. And I saw a snake. I saw a snake around the house, and Phil was talking to Pastor Brian. I'm like, is that why he was talking to Pastor Brian? Like, did you did you kill the snake? Like, was this an intensive? And she laughed a lot. I didn't know how snakes worked, but Lisa was funny. <laughs> it was funny. I I I don't like snakes. So hearing hearing about a snake conversation was funny. <laughs> she what she saw a snake while we were on the phone she saw one outside and somewhere. she said that she started hollering and she's like then i realized pastor was on the phone with phil <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't want to alarm pastor <laughs> i yelled that's funny pastor nicole says i should you know why because every birthday wish i send he gets the credit signed affectionately heart nicole not brian <laughs> <laughs> that's true she handles the birthdays on Facebook and everything. Everybody, and then everybody's like, thank you so much, Pastor, or thank you, sir. She's like, I send those out. <laughs> Jokingly, of course, because she doesn't mind. She's not looking for the credit. You remember back when we shot Connections, like years ago, and you and Pastor Nicole would pick around with each other, yeah. and sometimes people didn't know if it was joking? Yeah. This is, we're we're kind of there. Today we're there. I know. <laughs> this is this is between Nicole and I right now. But she, she yesterday, I forget what it was. I forget exactly how it came up. But basically, she was like, "And this is what it's like when Brian's going to get beat today." <laughs> it's true. I was in the mood. Still in the mood. Apparently, <laughs> I don't mind it. It's fun. I need a good beating every now and then, so 
<laughs> Dear on. people that don't know us, my wife doesn't beat me. Okay, let's handle that too because, you know, people assume things. <laughs> it's a great day to be an audience member. <laughs> I know. It's, it's awesome. Look, our numbers are up. That's amazing. <laughs> sassy pastor. <laughs> I can get that way. Yes. I can get sassy. You should yes. hear me when the anointing's on and we're dealing with religious spirits. Accurate. Sassy. Yeah. You're but, aware. But Paul was sassy. Like you read through yeah. the Bible and Paul was super sassy. Yeah, the Holy Ghost Holy Ghost had a couple of moments. Um, like the guy who got healed uh, at the gate and they kept asking him who did it. He's like, Oh he's like, Why do you keep asking me? Oh, you wanna accept Jesus too? I was like, Ooh <laughs> Nicole, I don't be, beat him. I give love taps. <laughs> Laugh out loud, signed affectionately, dash heart. See, she does. She has copied and pasted, and now she's just <laughs> control V. I appreciate Johnny. Johnny is all is most typically always my catcher here at the church. Like if I fall out, it's almost <laughs> always Johnny. Saying don't fall out of the chair. <laughs> Johnny virtually cannot get here to me, so he's like, don't do it. I'm not there to catch you. If you fall, you're on your own. It's <laughs> awesome. So who's online today? Give me a whole bunch of people wave wave at me wave at me let me Sherman let me see your on. digital avatarish hand see your digital avatarish hand <laughs> you're funny today <laughs> and while you're doing that let me just say this <laughs> you're making me laugh uh marky happy anniversary she's been here for one whole year you made it you did it. You're a big girl now. You're one. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> we have enjoyed having you here. Priscilla said, I'm here. Rebecca, hello. You're here. I am. That's good. I'm here. Marky's here. Me. My wife is obviously here. For those of you who don't know Pastor Brian like super well yet, it's really funny for me because when he when this mood hits, there's like a certain edge on the end of his notes where you know, oh, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> so I'm very tickled right now because I'm I'm expectant for <laughs> fun, fun day. Yes. <laughs> Serena, she's here. Johnny, Serena. Julie Buck. Ah, everybody's talking about how much they love Marky. Yay. Melanor. Melanor. She's got some great nicknames that have been developed for her. I really enjoy Melanor. Marky's full name is Marky Eleanor Dottie Dunphy. So if you smush it together, it's Med. So Med for a long time is what I called her. But Melanor has a really nice, like, rolling off the tongue sort of a thing. Abby and Marky and I were having a conversation because Melanor sounds like Delanor. Is that what we said? And we were trying to think of what president had Delanor in it. <laughs> no, no. It was a full, well, then it got to Franklin Delanor Roosevelt. <laughs> so then there was a conversation. No, no, it's, it's Delano instead of or. George raised his very tan hand. My husband. <laughs> I almost couldn't see it. <laughs> Arabella says she loves you, Marky. Your wife. Pastor Nicole says, you'd be bored without me. Heart, signed affectionately, Nicole, not Brian. 
She's got it down pat now. <laughs> this tagline is my new favorite. I want this to be on every Vox that you send, like <laughs> everywhere, every text that you send. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we have had a good week. Have you shared the broadcast yet? If you sh haven't, you should. Do you poop out at parties? There's a lot of people probably are not going to know what that's from. You should Google it. <laughs> uh, look, she put the graphic up. She did. That's pretty cool. She used your, your keyword. She was ready. <laughs> Rebecca says, George, your hand is so tan, you must have forgotten the sunblock and hat. He wishes and that's Natalie what happened. Natalie waved, too. Hallelujah. I don't think George has ever been that color. George should, if that was really the case, George should put up a red hand. Accurate. Because when he gets sun, he turns bright red like those hearts Accurate. up above. Yep. George led a really good friend of his to Jesus last night. I know. It that was, was awesome. awesome. Yeah. That was really cool. And that's uh, somebody that he's been praying for for quite some time. I'm, that was mm -hmm. such a blessing. Amen. Well, we have had quite a good week in The Man Who Would Be King, and uh, we moved from David from being the shepherd boy into uh, heading into the wilderness here. And uh, yesterday was really powerful, I, um, and it's been that way. There's Anointing has been on this teaching, and I've really been blessed by it myself. So, you know, a lot of times I think people think that the person who's doing the teaching or the preaching is, you know, just somewhat proud to teach or preach in pride almost is like hey look at what I know but uh, when you're operating in real uh, humility yeah. in your preaching and teaching like you really enjoy it as well you're getting fed out of it as well and I enjoy that on a regular basis and just yesterday I was thinking man this is good stuff God because ultimately um, uh, somebody who's ministering the word should not be just operating out of their head but they should be being fed by the Holy Spirit into their spirit. And so they're receiving receiving it as uh, we are, as everybody else is. So anyway, <laughs> George said, that's the reddest my hand thing can be. I tried. <laughs> I believe it. So anyway, it's been a good week. Have you enjoyed it? I have. Good. Good, good, yeah. good. No, yesterday um, when you were talking specifically about not wasting things, you know, going into whatever the Lord's called you to do happily, joyfully, and not wasting things that you, or the Lord's placed inside your hand. That's something that I've been purposing myself to do more of because the Lord will call you to different things at different times. And so it's been daily, you know, things that the Lord's brought up to me personally, and then I'll watch the broadcast or I'll be here and he'll confirm it through what you're saying or he'll take it to a different level through the word that's being preached. So I, yeah, it's been, it's been great. Amen. I've enjoyed it too. It's, it, I've really gotten, you know, it's centered a lot around humility and submission and but that's what made David great and we're really going to see that in a little bit uh, in a few more episodes you're really going to see some of the humility uh, there's a major point that made him the great king and you know how we started off this whole series was 
the very first verse in the gospel, Matthew 1, 1. Uh, not only does it mention Jesus, but it mentions David. Yeah. How important of a character was he in God's plan yeah. to be mentioned in the first verse of the gospel? And uh, you know, I, that's the kind of honor that I think we all should attain to by being honorable yeah. people and being humble and submitted people. And it's very important. So. Well, this is you know this is a series that if you take it properly it'll cause you to count the cost. Like so many people want to be a leader and they want to be known and recognized, but there's a cost that a leader should count before stepping into that area. Like this is a, it's a very humbling series to anybody who realizes that they've been called to lead. And David counted that cost. He, yeah. he had to, he faced some stuff and had he not counted the cost, he would have failed in different things. And it's just, it's important to take that self-inventory. Marky says she really loved the point about David esteeming what was asked of him by Saul. Yeah. I thought that was good. Uh, grab a mic, uh, Marky, and come up here real quick, please. I don't know how we're going to do this. Thank you, Jesus. Holly there's says a there's, so, there's so many nuggets that this series had. I would agree. I would agree. So we're trying to still do the social distancing thing because we're good little sheep. Uh, let Marky sit there. That'll be the easiest thing. So is your mic on and ready to go? So I welcome to being here for a year. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Is it turned on? It's green. It's green. Can you hear awesome. me? <laughs> so I'm glad that you've been here for a year. That's awesome. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Have you learned a lot? I have. That's a good. Lot. <laughs> What's some of the major things that you've uh, seen and learned uh, over the past year? Um, I think one thing. Uh, yeah, I've mentioned it several times, um, even throughout this broadcast, uh, this series has been th like learning things that I need to uproot, like pride and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that has been one of the biggest revelations to me is um, understanding what pride can can look like how it can look like different things and yeah I, mean, I remember when i got here and i was talking to pastor nicole about it and she's like well um i think i was talking to her about i don't know i think i was talking to her about doing things like to a perfectionist standard and how that's not that's not really like excellence that's like me and she's like well that's that's pride and i was like i have pride <laughs> i didn't know i had pride like i thought pride was like some other thing, like some, like, I'm amazing, look at me. And it's right. like, wow, it, it looks so different than I thought it did. Yeah, that's good revelation, though. There, pride is sneaky. Um, pride is a very deceptive thing, and sometimes we can be walking in pride and have no idea. And we thought, for example, one of the great uh, deceptions of, that pride has, uh, not because it's good, great, it's because it's a big one is um, false humility, where you're taking on a false humility, like, I'm nothing, I'm worthless, I'm, 
I'm this, and you don't realize that what you're saying is that I know more than Jesus said, which is yeah. pride, because he said you were something, yeah. and your identity in him, and that false humility, you know, um, we were, like for example, we were, uh, our righteousness was as dirty, filthy rags, but people will take that and say, I'm just a dirty, filthy rag. But that's not, if you're in Jesus now, that's not who you are. Yeah. You're made in 2 Corinthians 5, the yeah. righteousness of God in Christ. Yeah. And so while they're pretending to be, pretending to be nothing in Christ, that's mm -hmm. actually a bit of pride and because yeah. it's outside of what he said. Yeah. And that's a dangerous one. And so yeah. that, that's you, good revelation. You've challenged, you challenged me on that multiple times. I, I remember the moment of I was sitting in like, I was sitting in self-pity and like, I'm a piece of poop. And you're like, well, that's not what the Bible says. So, you know, if you don't yeah. accept this, that's actually pride on your part. And I was like, what? Oh, man, now this is now I'm being challenged. <laughs> like, right. Because it, it, it seemed nice in my head of, well, I'm just going to sit here and pity and stuff. And I was like, oh, dang, that's not biblical. Yeah, yeah. There's a. Uh, it's important for us to recognize that, and so and this series on the man who would be king, uh, it really has d dealt with a lot of pride issues and a lot of yeah. humility issues. And so, so you said, uh, let's see here, find it. You love the point about David esteeming what was asked of him by Saul. What do you mean by that? Well, because I think it's um, like even what I do here at the church. Um, like just being in ministry and um, giving of myself, it's so easy to get in the mindset of, okay, here's the standard. I'm trying to meet that. I'm trying to meet what's asked of me. But David did double what was asked of him. He, he was yeah. asked for 100 men, and he got 200 men. And that really stuck out to me of, he was going so far above and beyond. He could have said, like you were saying, how big of a deal that is of killing a hundred men. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's like past some Jack Bauer stuff. That's a big, <laughs> that's big. <laughs> and he not only Kudos for the reference there, Margie. That's, that's good stuff. I'm, d I'm just saying. <laughs> I literally well, well that played. yesterday. I was like, that's, that's past Jack Bauer. That's, that's, that's pretty cool, David. Um, but it's so easy to get in the mindset of, okay, I need to, I need to do the mark. I need to achieve the goal. But David was esteeming it so much that he went so far above and beyond what was asked of him. Yeah. And I thought that even me here, what I'm doing at the ministry of not being so focused on, okay, am I, am I meeting the standard of just enough? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Uh, Lisa Lamb, she said she jumped on the broadcast just to share because she's got to go back to work. Lisa, thank you for doing that. That's awesome. I hope you're having a great, great day. Um, so I think that what's another point that you've really seen in this whole series? Um, there's so many. It's hard to pick. Um, I think it was really, I mentioned this, I think, an impact, but it was, it's really interesting to see the transition with Saul of how David never transitioned in that way of, because you pointed out, like, when Saul, when God picked Saul, he was humble, and he was hiding in the baggage, yeah. and he was so different, and then how that, that, that contrast of how he changed in such a short amount of time, and just watching that of, 
even if you've been at a place, even if you've been in humility, you have to make sure that you don't step into pride or go back into that um, and watching that you keep that in check because it was so easy for Saul to completely change who he was in yes. just a very short amount of time and like how David kept his heart right through that. And he, that didn't happen to David. Right, right. Yeah, there's, and, and we'll see later on, of course, that David does mess up. Yeah. But he's quick to repent, which is, yeah. whereas one of the things that we see in, Shaw, in Saul's short period of time is that when he's challenged, he still tries to uphold his thinking. Yeah. Uh, and that's, man, you want to talk about a problem for a leader is continuously trying to uphold your own thinking instead of humbly saying, okay, I could, I could miss it. I could be wrong. I'm not believing God to be wrong. I'm believing to have the mind of Christ, but I could miss it. And yeah. uh, I had a situation uh, a few years ago where I was faced with, I was sitting in front of a leader in, uh, in the kingdom of God, and they were basically telling me how they couldn't miss it because you know they had the mind of Christ. And I said, you... I told him, I said, you don't realize how close you are right now to actually being off and completely yeah. deceived. And uh, by within six months, they were out of the ministry. Uh, yeah. So uh, because what they thought they couldn't be deceived, you know, First John uh, chapter 1 at the end, the last three verses, it goes over kind of what our condition is and how, what our heart needs to be. And yeah. one of those is we need to recognize that as long as we have this flesh, uh, there's pieces that can be missed. And uh, the flesh is going to be the flesh, and you always have it until you have a glorified body. That doesn't mean that you don't have authority over it. You do have authority over it, but never think that you've gotten to the place where your flesh is not going to try and be the yeah. flesh. And it basically says there, if you think this way, you are deceiving yourselves. And that's what this person had done. And sure enough, sure enough, they went straight into... Uh, a problem, and I mean, it was serious. I mean, within, you know, within six months to a year, I had in front of me their mugshot, you know, so that's yeah. not a good place to be, and it went from, no, we can't be deceived to that, and that's the issue. That's where we have to, don't, it's not, it's not good for us to try and argue our thinking with God, you know, mm -hmm. our, our, the goal is to basically say, okay, I'm going to, all right, Lord, help me see that. Which I told you a great story the other day of uh, my mom when she, when she gave me those scripture verses. And I was thinking, I don't need to hear that. But instead of, and I, I thought that, but not for long. And then I changed it and said, you know what? She's anointed to be my mom. She's got some spiritual authority in my life. Let me honor that. Let me give myself to that. And so then... Uh, you know, then I submitted myself to that wisdom, and sure enough, I got some of the greatest revelation I could have ever gotten because I didn't try to uphold my own thinking. I, I said, Lord, show me what you want to show me, and that right there is huge. So, yeah. Something else that also stuck out to me um, a couple of days ago was when you were talking about um, when someone at that moment seemed to be more on fire than you were, mm -hmm. instead of being fearful about it, instead of getting off with it, you let it challenge you, and um, I can yeah. definitely see that, even with myself, I think it was like that day, or later 
the next day something happened where I started to feel like, oh no, I think this person is is better in this area than I am. And I started to feel my flesh come up of kind of, you know. That very day. Yeah, I think it was that very day it started to come up. And I literally, I remembered what you said and I literally was like, okay, let it drive me. (laughs) Yes, yeah, that's a... I, I've seen that myself so many times. And, and it wasn't that I thought correctly the whole time. I didn't. I needed to be corrected in my own thinking on it. And that's how I really learned to look at it that way. But, um, it's, you know, this life is one where we are constantly working to get better with the things of God and to become more Christ-like. In Ephesians 4, it says that we're growing to the stature of the maturity of Christ, the fullness of the stature of Christ. And so our job is not to say, well, I'm already there. Our job is to say, Lord, make me look like you. Now, we can walk like that. And that's a lot of people think, well, I'll never get to the place where I'm without sin. That's untrue. That's not what the Bible teaches. We can walk like that. And I think we can get to a place where we really are walking uh, really perfectly. But then a lot of times what happens is, we give ourselves a pat on the back for getting there, and then we let go of the humility and take a bit of pride on or whatever, and all of a sudden, where we were walking perfectly, now all of a sudden we find ourselves like, how did I get here, and how am I all messed up now? And it's because we open up those doors, even after we've achieved, walked through the door, we'll unknowingly sometimes slide back through the door and that's what we want to avoid by staying humble the answer to that is humble hungry uh, hunger and humility hunger and humility that's the answer to it so amen that's good anything else um even as this series i think it was like one of the first days that you started this series i had (laughs) while i was in the back i had made a i had made a mistake it was a pretty distracting mistake <laughs> for the viewers, and I started to get, I started to feel the emotions of, oh no, I I messed up, and you're yeah. you know you're talking about pride and everything, and I was like, well, Marky, is it about you, <laughs> or is it not? <laughs> this this is pride, okay, this is pride right now, and I I had to put that down of okay, if it's if it's about me, then I'm going to be upset, but if I'm doing this for the Lord, I did my best, and I'm going to let it go. But it was as soon as this series has started, like, I, I mean, it's just pride, 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 pride that I've seen that I've needed to, to work on. It's, and it's, it's sneaky of, oh, I want to do this well. Well, right. no. Do you want to do it for the Lord or for yourself? Like, you know, stuff like that. So it's really been an amazing series. That, that's a good point. I think that one of the, um, for example, I was I was looking and thinking on the situation as I was coming here today, and I was watching how it was possible that uh, somebody uh, that I knew of a situation, and I was thinking about how they possibly messed up, and I began to wonder how will they how will they deal with that? How are they going to deal with that? It's not you, so don't don't feel. <laughs> and it's not Barrett, so don't don't feel like that. But I was beginning to wonder, how do they, uh, what did you do? She gave me a, yes, <laughs> it's not me. And uh, But I was beginning to wonder how they deal with that. And this is what I've found, is that when you truly have a heart to, to go after God and to give yourself, 
uh, to the Lord for discipline's sake. And let Holy Spirit shine your light on me, right? Then truly what happens is that's going to happen. You're going to have times where the light shines on you and it reveals a dark place in you that either you got there on purpose or you didn't know was there uh, or it's, you know, your revelation is dark in that area and, and you have to grow. Well, that's the whole point is that we're growing in the Lord and we're moving forward in Him. And so it's not a bad thing when you miss it. It's a bad thing if it becomes a chronic problem. In other words, you're doing it all the time and you're never giving yourself to repent. It's not a bad thing that you're growing or that you're youthful. You know, I think, I think both of you guys, we've had that conversation before where it's like, uh, you know, what are you expecting? Are you expecting to function like a, you know, 60-year-old person that's been walking with the Lord for 40 years? You're not that person. You haven't even been alive that long. You're, you, you know, and that can be pride, you know. It can be pride like I'm so mad at myself because I messed up and I'm not acting like a 70-year-old person who's been walking with the Lord for 50 years. How dare I do that? That's pride, you know. And all of a sudden, you are limiting your growth now because you never want to ever uh, be challenged with messing up in that way. And that actually, you form a glass ceiling over your head that you can't get past because you are putting yourself in condemnation for an experience that you couldn't possibly have had yet, you know. Mm -hmm. So in other words, I was thinking about this situation and somebody was... You know, I could see where they probably missed it. I don't know for a fact. I don't know all the details, but I could see where. And I was like, I wonder how they're going to handle that. I wonder if they're just going to be like, okay, I missed it. Lord, I ask you to forgive me and move on. Or if they're going to be like, oh, God, I can't believe I missed it. Which is the worst thing they can do is enter into that place. Um, and this has everything to do with being a leader and being in humility and and growth, because if I'm sitting there like, oh, Lord, and you just instantly turn it to the Lord, Lord, I missed it, I repent, I ask you to forgive me, and watch, and by faith, I receive forgiveness right now for missing it, um, not just not just because I got caught, but because I want to love you, and I want to do it right because I love you, um, and I, I repent of that, but if you don't receive forgiveness Right then and release condemnation, that's actually pride saying, watch, that God in all of his wisdom and knowledge forgave me, but I know more than he does, so I'm not going to forgive myself. That's an indirect pride, and that will hold people back. So I was sitting there watching, you know, many times people come in, they don't ever want to, anybody to ever see their mistakes. But if nobody ever sees your mistakes, then you're probably not growing that much. You're probably not going forward. And, you know, it's not that we're believing for problems or believing for mistakes. But if you get scared of them, scared of them, you'll never actually step out into anything. And you'll, you'll constantly try to protect yourself and give yourself a buffer where you never mess up. And you actually won't step out on the water, you know, like Peter did. Yeah, yeah that's, all, that's, all, that's all been me. <laughs> all that. <laughs> all that. My, 
Um, my flesh is responsive. Okay, I'm gonna beat myself up, and this will be that'll that'll help me learn my lesson. And then also, you know, the fear of failure and fear of um, people seeing anything anything wrong with me. Or I mean, I think that's a, a part of why I was always so shy was, and even realizing that of, I don't know. I think it was also Pastor Nicole pointed that out. Someone pointed that out of. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I've always I've always been really shy, and, and someone was like, that's pride. <laughs> I was like what? Right. And it's pride of what people would think. So I just was like, I'm not going to talk because I don't want people to think badly of me. I don't want to say something stupid. I don't want to make a mistake. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to not do any, I'm not going to say anything or any, I'm just going to be really quiet. Yes. And that was all pride. Yeah. I think one of the things uh, that's been interesting about this series is how it's taken. I know the Lord kind of gave me a heart when we went into it. I really uh, honestly was planning on you know, like three days worth of series. And this is like, I mean, it says part 12, but I know there's other parts that aren't even included in that number. So we're at least at like 14 or 15, but uh, 15. And it's interesting that um, this is really a really honest and open approach to leadership. So it's not just you know, going scripture by scripture into David's life and King Saul's life. But it's also, you know, allowing us like, you know, a couple of days ago, Barrett was sitting up here and we were having a conversation. Today you are and, and you're sharing these things. And that wasn't even the plan. But as we give ourselves to the Holy Ghost, I think this really is drawing out. Uh, whereas the issues that you get, go through, not everybody will deal with, but they may have somebody in their life that you're, the issues you've dealt with, they'll be able to help give them guidance. But at the same time, the issues that you've dealt with may be exactly what somebody's listening to. And that helps us to put these pieces into the right place and learn how to deal with them. What is the biblical response? You know, the standard of the Word of God. What is that biblical response? And I really appreciate how this series has not just been Scripture by Scripture, but it's been real life get digging into our lives and drawing these pieces out. And so one of the things, you know, I really would like, you know, as soon as we started talking, like all the comments went, nothing. Uh, Brittany just put one up. She said, yeah, Mark, it's hitting my buttons. Laugh out loud. <laughs> Brittany, we love you so much. <laughs> But I would like for you, you know, what one has been some of those areas that really the Lord's put your finger on, or maybe even it's not to you personally, but when you heard it, you went, wow, I need to hear that revelation. What's something that has really stuck out to you either today or anywhere in the whole series? Now, I needed to hear this point or, or I thought this point was really important, whether you were dealing with it or not. What are those things? Drop them in the comments, and we want to hear from you. Today is very much like an interactive day. You know, yesterday was very much a just, all right, sit back and preach and listen to it and hear it. Let it, let it hit you fully without interacting. But, but today I want that interaction uh, from you. What are some of those things that you are really uh, seeing and experiencing in your life? So uh, put those in the comments. I see Mark Presley joined. Hello. Miss Jade Stalins joined at some point too. But anyway, that's, I know that you have experienced uh, great growth over this past year, and we're just excited about that and so pleased to have you here. You're such a part of the family. Uh, but 
it, you've also given yourself to growth, which has been awesome. And uh, I've really enjoyed watching. I love, personally, I love watching people hit new levels in Christ. It's one of the greatest things. And you've hit many of them uh, during that period of time. So, okay. amen. <laughs> amen. What else, um, what else do you have to say? I, this, you, I don't think you've mentioned this story, but one thing that I really love, I, I like to hear you tell the story if you can, is when it, we're talking about repenting quickly and the story of, uh, not the story, but when it really happened when um, the Lord corrected you on like approaching the throne boldly, that yeah. was something that really helped me get out of the pity and kind of um, almost like shake me of, no, like I, I'm not pleased with that. I'm not pleased with you having this false humility that's wrong, like yeah. that story. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good story. And it, it changed my whole approach to God that day uh, when he spoke to me on it. And uh, what had happened, I was already pastoring. Um, I think we were still in a, the house, so that would have been the first year and uh, I had just done something that I knew was wrong, and I, I was feeling, you know, just horrible about it. I, I made a bad choice, and I was feeling horrible about it and beating myself up over it, really in condemnation big time. And um, I was having a hard time, you know, thinking that God would even talk to me, you know, just, just why would he even talk to me? And um, I was sitting there and kind of in my pity party. And, um, you know, that's one thing in Matthew 16, I believe it is, right after Peter has that revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus goes on to say, on this rock, on this revelation, I will build my church, that he was the anointed one. Um, in that moment... Uh, I mean, just a couple of verses later, Peter s starts telling them, don't go up to Jerusalem. And basically, uh, I've heard Pastor uh, Tracy teach on this multiple times. Uh, basically, what Peter was saying was, Jesus, pity yourself. And that's when Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You know, pity, self-pity is one of the worst things you can ever fall for yeah. as a Christian. And... Um, Self, I, I forget, I was having a conversation with somebody about that in the last couple of days, but it was self-pity, and I was in self-pity. I was absolutely in my little pity party. And the Lord spoke to me, not harshly, but strong. He said, I said, come boldly before my throne. And I was thinking, because... My thoughts up until that moment when he spoke, uh, my thoughts were, I don't want to talk to God. I feel so bad in front of him. I feel like if I talk to him, he might just zap me right there. You know, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't even want to talk to him. And so, but then he answered me with that. In other words, my actions and my thoughts were, were talking. And he answered with, I said, come boldly before my throne. And my immediate thought and prayer was, my immediate thought and prayer was, I remember in the Old Testament 
the priests that wore bells so that if they walked into the Holy of Holies with any sin on their life, they would get fried by the holiness. Not because God wanted them dead, but don't pretend. And I was thinking, and what this is, it goes along with everything we've been saying. It's a good story. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I remember thinking, I don't want to enter into you, your you know, presence with sin on my life because I don't want to get fried. You know, I don't, I'm, I like being alive. <laughs> and, you know, some people may think that, you know, playing around with God is okay. I don't think it's okay. But you got to remember, God was correcting me strongly, you know. And I said, all right. I said, I remember those priests, and I thought that, and I either thought it or I prayed it, and then he answered me again, and he said, stronger. I said, come boldly before my throne, and I knew what scripture he was talking about. It's Hebrews 4, uh, 14 through 16. It says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. So we have a high priest. Now, if we don't have a high priest, nothing I'm about to read is true. But because we have a high priest, it, it is true. He says, 15, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. The King James says boldness. With boldness. Therefore, because of this, let us draw near with boldness to the throne of grace, of God's love, of His mercy, of His favor, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need, that we might find grace and mercy to help us in time of need. So I thought I was in humility by not coming before God, but I didn't realize that was actually pride. I, I would have, you know, I was kind of sitting, you know, in my self pity, whimpering in the corner, I'm so bad, I'm so horrible, and everything. And God was strongly rebuking me, strongly correcting me, uh, not, not outside of love. It was in love, but I needed to hear it strong. I needed to hear the forcefulness of what his heart was. He was sharing with me his heart, and I needed to hear the magnitude and the level that his heart was on. And he said, I said, come boldly before the throne. Now, why would he talk to me like that? Because... What I was doing in pride, I thought it was humility, but in pride, I was rejecting the work of Jesus Christ and the position of a high priest to give me help in time of need. I needed help. I needed mercy. I needed grace. And God's heart was strongly against me not coming and receiving that help. And he was saying, while you're sitting here in self-pity, I can't help you. And that was breaking his heart. 
And it was rejecting who he was and what his character was. And I thought I was being humble and I was really being prideful. And he got on to me about it. And, I, and my, my thought was, Lord, I thought I knew you. Obviously, I didn't on this level. I did not understand this facet of your mercy and your grace but I see it now, and I will, I will give myself to that revelation. And instantly, I, I was in that self-pity. I was in that con- condemnation. When he spoke to me like that, I took it by faith. I have a high priest that's passed through the heavens, and I have a high priest who can sympathize with my weaknesses, who's not sitting there like, look at those puny humans. They're so weak. Oh, my gosh. They are so weak. He could sympathize with my weaknesses. I understand why you're there. I understand how you got there. But don't sit there in it. Take my hand boldly with confidence in my love and my mercy and my grace for you. Take my hand, son, child. Take my hand boldly with confidence in faith, hope, and love. Take my hand and let me pull you out of the self-pity and the condemnation. Let me pull you out of the weakness so that you'll find help and grace and favor in time of need changed my life and now I think it's changing others as well but that was a moment you know it was it was a strong moment so there's the story yeah you happy yeah (laughs) it it was something that my flesh's response strongly like it was it it was a very big part of my behavior was doing was walking in condemnation over things and and um it, it's been something crucial for me to get past, for me to be able to grow. Because yeah. if, I, if I do that, I can't grow. I can't have a relationship with the Lord. It's, it's, and it, it feels good. I don't, know, I don't know why the flesh enjoys that at all. I don't know why the flesh enjoys the pity. Right. But it does, and it's the weirdest thing. But, um, yeah, I remember the first time, I think it was the first time you corrected me, really. And then you corrected me. And showed me not to be in condemnation, and I was I was so used to to instantly going to condemnation that as soon as you, uh, as soon as you told me that, I I literally felt like paralyzed. I was like, I don't know how to function. I don't I don't know how to not be in condemnation. And I remember feeling like I was in this like vicious cycle of, oh, okay, so they corrected me. Okay, then corrected me on being in condemnation. Okay, now I'm in condemnation <laughs> about being in condemnation, which is making me more in condemnation. And I need to stop because you're telling me not to be in condemnation. And it was like, I, it was like, it was like an explosion in my head. Like I just didn't know what was happening, and yeah. because it was so normal to me, and I was just going in this cycle. And you were helping, and the Holy Spirit was helping to break the cycle. Yeah. Of, nope. You don't you don't go in that cycle of condemnation anymore, and it was like, whoa, this is this is really different. This is like my flesh was like, oh, okay, wow. It wasn't your normal way of operating at yeah. that point, and you're like, but then now I think that you're seeing that when you start applying the high priest Jesus in your life and boldly yeah. coming before the throne to get help in your time of need, you you're not staying there anymore. Whereas yeah. That may have derailed your spiritual walk with God for weeks and months. 
It's not derailing you like that anymore. You're just moving right out of it, which keeps you producing in the kingdom on a regular basis and keeps you in a much better position as well. So yeah. your sister said hello. She said uh, she waved and gave you a heart really? while you were on there. <laughs> candy. Candy. I yeah. like candies. So. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Jade says a point that jumped out to her uh, is the covenant that David had with God. Everything God has is ours. We are his and have all he has. That was good, she said like a week or so ago. Amen. That's a huge revelation that we have everything we need. You know, he's, he's given us this promise. In Ephesians 1, 3, he's, he's granted to us every, he's given to us every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, every one of them. And we know that every physical blessing is based off of the spiritual blessings. So if he's given us spiritual blessings, we have everything we need. And then over in Peter it says, he's already granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. So everything we would ever need, he's already given us. And the father talking to the prodigal son, the older son, everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours, you know. Jesus said, everything the Father has, he's given it to me. And we are in him and we, he, he is in us. At, so uh, as he is, so are we in this world. We have it. That's such a great point. Uh, Charla said this, thank the Lord for releasing us from self-pity and self-condemnation so we can experience breakthrough. Amen, Charla. <laughs> Jade said, that was good, Marky. Johnny said, the faith David had to know who he was in God, the submission he had to honor Saul and honor God. Amen. That's a great point, Johnny. Julie says, great example, Marky. I get it. <laughs> and uh, your sister Candy said, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Amen. Thank you, uh, Barrett, for putting that up there. If, as we're wrapping up today, if you'd like to give, you're welcome to. You can put uh, hashtag donate uh, in the comments in Facebook or to go to GiveBC. Uh, go to GiveBC.org, and uh, you can do that either way. No matter where you're at, that's always there. And uh, you're welcome to give. You're welcome to donate. I'm going to pin that comment there. So, up. Oh, it didn't come through, and then it did come through. Let me handle that real quick. But we just welcome you. You know, these are good points, and we, again, I'm, I'm glad today's like your one-year anniversary of being here. Is this the day you got here a year ago? This is the day that I came into Albemarle. Okay, yeah, for the first time. The first time. Yeah. So, you like Albemarle? I it's do. all right. <laughs> it's taking a little while to pronounce it, but I got it. Say it, Albemarle. Albemarle. You drew that out there a little bit. I, I have to be careful <laughs> when I say it. It's, I don't know why being from outside, I don't know why it's so hard to say. <laughs> it is a funny word to say if you're not, if you're not from here. But it's, uh, a, lot of people don't, a lot of people don't pronounce it right. It's one of my favorite things when like a telemarketer uh, calls and I'm waiting on them. I'm, they're like, oh, I see you're from, and I, I know what's happening. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're trying to figure out how to say that word, you're, that script. <laughs> Most people say Albemarle, right? 
Albemarle, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Albemarle, they'll, they'll say it long, but anyway, so hallelujah. Um, I think, what would you tell the people? <laughs> that was fun for me. I would just say the importance of submitting to all this and esteeming it and and applying it, um, applying the word. And um, it's it's not just good information. I think it's easy to hear all this and be like, that was a good, that's good information. Oh, I liked that and go on about your way. But to really see it as, um, I think one thing that stuck out to me when I got here was, the understanding that it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. It was really cool. He made it, he was so great, and he made things so obvious for me because I Holy needed Ghost. it. The Holy Ghost. Yeah. The Holy Ghost made things so obvious for me when I got here, and I really appreciated it. That was his mercy of, Marky, do this, because I, I would have, on my own, I would have missed it. He made things so obvious to me, and, that, and I learned through that experience that the Holy Spirit is talking to you directly, constantly, and I'd be like, wow, he's talking to me that much? He's telling me? That's good. He's telling me these, he's teaching me these things so much. I mean, I would, I would think a thought in that day, you would answer it, or Barrett would answer it, or Pastor Nicole <laughs> would answer it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it was so, it was so obvious, and it really taught me that the Holy Spirit speaking to us personally such personal things that no one else even knows yes. about constantly so and I he think, cares about those things yeah he cares yeah. so much there are there was some little thing when I first got here I had uh, I don't know if Candy is still watching but I had had um I had cup, had a couple animals like die in my hands and it was like this little thing where I, I never talked about it because it sounded so stupid of yes it hurt my heart of an animal or whatever, and after I got here, there was an animal that passed away, and you explained, it happened to one of the girls, and you sat down with them, and you thoroughly explained the whole thing, and I was like, I've never told anyone that that hurt my heart, I've <laughs> never, because it's embarrassing, and it sounds stupid, and the, and the Holy Spirit had you right there go through the whole thing and explain and, and help heal my heart of something so little and yeah. so personal to me, that yeah. experience. Yeah, and he just showed up. He just showed up in your in your life and in your heart and and helped I love that and helped heal that that nobody knew about but you and God. Yeah. And um, and you probably weren't even looking for the answer at that moment, but he cared so much about yeah. you that just like he cares about everybody that's watching or listening, yeah. he cares so much about you. He wants to help and yeah. Many times it's us, we don't realize it, but we're holding them back like mm -hmm. when I was in my self-pity party that I told a while ago. But yet, that's who he is, and he wants to. And I remember you responding to that. You're like, oh my goodness, I needed to hear that. <laughs> so. I literally was like crying. I was like, oh my, like I tried to explain it to you. I'm like, so, and I like started <laughs> to cry. But yeah, I would say just the importance of um, remembering that he cares, and he's speaking to us directly all the time, throughout all this, every time we turn on the broadcast, every, every 
bit of the word. He's speaking yes. to us personally. And whenever I've gotten away from that of, wow, I feel like I haven't heard from the Holy Spirit in a while. I'm like, oh, that's me. He's been, I know he's been talking to me. That's me. I need to get hungry and yeah. humble and listen and submit myself and esteem the word. And as soon as I do that, then it's the Holy Spirit just hitting me personally. Yeah. So. Amen. And he does care about the little things. I mean, it's the, that's something that I've watched so often is how it, to me, the thought that I've had is if he cares about something that small in my life, how much more does he care about the big things? And it's not necessarily that he cares more or less about either one of that. He actually just cares a lot about everything in our lives. But those moments kind of prove it's like, wow, he really cares about that little tiny trivial thing in my life. How good is God? How good is he? So praise God. There's a, your sister says, uh, I love when the Lord answers us through others. And then she did three bunny rabbits and three hearts. So. <laughs> they were bunnies. Candy was the only other person that knew about that. But was, it was so sad to me. But the Lord, the Lord healed it. The Lord helped. Yeah. He, he showed me through it. it. That's awesome. He's so good and he's so gracious and, and merciful. And uh, he wants to help us, like what I was reading in Hebrews 4. He wants to help us. Uh, but many times we're sitting there in uh, false humility yeah. and we're holding back that help. Or we've been taught in this world to be a certain way. And Jesus is like, look, just you know, open up yourself to me. You know, Christ is saying, open up yourself to me and let me show you who I am. And if you'll just pray that, way, just say, Lord, show me who you are. Like, help me to see you for who you are. Uh, God, and you mean that with your heart? God will open it up to you without question. That's, that's who he is. So I see the uh, guy, over on, guy or girl over on Periscope. He, they said, true. And uh, Candy said, side note, Mark and I both learned to leave abandoned baby bunny rabbits alone, <laughs> even if we think they need our help. <laughs> Are you, Candy, are you sure that Marky has adopted that philosophy even if they don't need your help? I mean, I'm not positive about that. The cat at the, the cat, the pastor's cat the other day, was it yesterday? Rachel's cat. Yeah. Abby's cat, I'm sorry. Abby's cat killed a bird yesterday. And I was very glad that I did not witness any of that. <laughs> so I was like, that would have, I couldn't have done that. Yeah, the cat's still a kitten, and um, she proved that she's growing up right now mm -hmm. because she brought the bird to our front doorstep. And uh, I, I was impressed. I've not <laughs> seen a cat that young be, uh, be a hunter that quickly yet, but mm -hmm. she definitely was, but... Yeah, but it's it's interesting how even little things like that, little experiences, if you don't if you don't allow the Lord to shine truth on it, little things can taint your view of God. Like something so small can taint your faith and taint your uh, understanding of His character and everything. And I, so it's. Yeah. That's a good point. Candy says, haha, I don't know if we really learned. Hopefully the Lord won't test us. <laughs> but one of the, um, it's a good point that you bring up. So many times what I've found is 
there's many people that will have an uh, incident happen in their life and they're not plugged into God's way of doing things. They're not plugged into a church. They're not doing things God's way. They're outside of his plan, outside of his framework that he's given us in the word. And so, for example, something like that happens, but that person doesn't reach out and get insight on it. And so then an incident that maybe the devil was behind, we don't find out what the Bible says or what the word you know, says on there what God has said on that. And then our thinking from that incident then goes off track. And then we don't realize, man, that's hurting me in little ways all the rest of my life. And so it's important when things happen uh, that we reach out and we ask questions because a lot of times we're not asking the questions that we need to. And, and so we form opinions that become our doctrines, but maybe not the right doctrines. And that's why it's so important that we as a family are together and that we are submitted to people that where God has planted us in the body of Christ. And we ask questions because I know just that one day with that, that one story, by humbling yourself and listening that day, it renewed kind of the love of God and what the plan was and you might not have even known that it needed to be renewed. So when you have things happen in your life, don't hesitate to reach out and ask questions. That's what a true pastor, that's what they're there for. They're there to help be that shepherd and uh, to help guide and, and give those. You know, I have people all the time, they feel like, well, I just don't want to take up your time. Like, my time is your time. Again, don't take advantage of it. Sure, don't take advantage of the time, but... I enjoy giving time to people that God has told me to help shepherd. You know, I enjoy that. I like that. And um, the other day, Buddy called, and we were on the phone for a while. And I enjoyed talking to him. I enjoyed hearing it. This morning, uh, a great man of God, uh, one I love, in uh, Taylor, Taylor McCaffrey, this morning, he had sent me a message. And uh, it was lengthy, <laughs> and he would laugh. But I was enjoying hearing what God was doing and what he was doing in his heart. And I believe if somebody really is a true pastor, they enjoy that. It's not something. And so when you have something happen in your life, ask, reach out, grab a hold of. And uh, those, those are things that somebody who's truly serving, they don't mind. You know, Again, don't take advantage of it, but yeah. Good. And it's. Even if it seems stupid, is it going to be more stupid than letting bunny, a yeah. bunny, get in the way of of your of how you view God? That seems really silly, and it was really embarrassing, and I had to get over it. But um, if I could do that, I mean, whatever it is, it's it's, it's, yes. it's fine. Yes, yeah. It's not yeah. going to be that silly. Natalie said, I thank God uh, for our pastors that have taught us the importance of submitting to authority, the wisdom that God has given them for us and for us to be able to grow through their leading. Amen, Natalie. That's, that is good revelation, and we thank God that he's put all of us together as well. And, of course, what I would always say to that is, if I did it good, it was God. And uh, if we 
did it wrong, if we did it bad, that was us. <laughs> and we missed it. But uh, God doesn't do bad stuff. But it's he's, he's the one who gives every good and perfect gift. So if we did it right, it was him. God deserves the glory for that. So praise God. So, Well, we're wrapping up. And uh, I wanted to allow Marky to say whatever she feels like needs to be said to wrap it up. Invite you to make a decision today uh, to step into... Uh, more humility and more of God's love and grace and uh, whatever she would say to wrap it up. Uh, happy anniversary for being here. Ready, go. You already did this. You just did this like five minutes ago. No, not exactly. I just asked you what you had to say. This is different. This is a wrap up. What is the difference? This is a closing. closing. Yeah. So um, how would you close it out? Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, you better ask the Lord real quick. Oh, <laughs> these are fun. These are fun. Well, share the broadcast. That's a good one. <laughs> like, like uh, Brian and Nicole, what's right? Uh, turn on your notifications so that you can beat Johnny. Because right now, Johnny, I'm pretty sure, has everyone beat on how quickly he gets on the broadcast. <laughs> So see if you can beat him, and yeah, I love you guys. She's thinking about all the logical things to say for a broadcast. Now, what would you tell somebody, uh, what would you tell them that have heard all of this talk today about leadership and humility versus pride, and what should they do with that information? What should they do with it? With what we've talked about today. Um, I would say... I would say in order to be a leader and have all of that, in order to apply all of this and be a godly leader, I would say the important, remember the importance of submitting yourself first. So with all of these things, like you said, even with, the, with the, me needing the knowledge to get over that incidence that hurt my faith, um, the importance of having that uh, spiritual authority, having that pastor, having that support, all of this that we've talked about today has been because of that support that I've had, because of the church family, because of having a pastor, and um, that's the crucial part of all. Obviously, it's the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit through all of it. It's his mercy to help, any, to help me learn any of these things, but God uses pastors. God uses authority, so um, I would say to, to be able to apply all of this, to be a leader, to we need to have that covering because um, without it we'll get off track and even in a, in a good heart of wanting to be a, a godly leader we first have to have that a leader above us god and then pastor spiritual authority and make sure that we have that covering so that we can walk all of this out amen Father, right now we just pray in Jesus' name. Lord, let us see things the way that you see them. Lord, we ask to see you the way that you would have us see you, Lord, for who you really are, your love, your mercy, your grace. Jesus, we praise you for it. Father, let us rise up in our leadership to be the ones that you've called us to be, to disciple people and to work on ourselves. Holy Spirit, shine your light on our lives, on our thoughts, on every piece of who we are so that we can be what you want us to be so that your kingdom can be advanced in the most productive and efficient way 
to fulfill your heart of love. Lord, let us operate in a heart of love to fulfill your heart of love, Lord, in every way, because that's going to be the best not only for us, but for everybody involved. Lord, we praise you, we worship you, we love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We love you. Have a great, great day. If you'd like to donate to the gospel and what we're doing, you're welcome to do it. Facebook, hashtag donate and put the amount afterwards. Uh, or you can just simply go to givebc.org. Share the broadcast. Sharing is caring. Like it, subscribe, and we love you. Have a great weekend. May it be the most blessed. In Jesus' name, we'll be here Sunday at Boomerang Church having drive-in church. It'll be awesome. It's going to be uh, the power of God is going to flow this weekend. We're looking forward to it. And uh, we'll be back here at noon, uh, lunch, plus a word from God, uh, Monday at noon, uh, what's right. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you then if you're not uh, here at the drive-in church on Sunday. We love you. Have a great day. Margie, thanks for being with us. And uh, happy anniversary being here in Albemarle. Uh, Miss Charlotte says, bye, Boomerang Church. Thank you. You're welcome. We love you. And uh, Candy said, happy North Carolina anniversary, MOOC. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. We love you guys. Have a great day. And uh, congratulations again. And tell them bye. Bye. Love you guys. (laughs) Bye-bye.